1: Hello everyone and welcome to then, now and the next game here on Club at 22. This is a show we round up all things Rangers before we preview our next match which is the League Cup tie against St Murray on Wednesday night. And of course we finish up with some social media highlights of the week. My name is Scott and joining me as always is Ali. How's it going mate? Not too bad, good to be here again. And John is making his debut as the man, the myth... The Big Red Machine And the birthday boy Mr David Bradford Welcome to the show DB And a very happy birthday mate
2: Thanks mate That was was quite a welcome Cheers Do we sing happy birthday? Do (laughs) we (laughs) sing
1: No I appreciate you uh, Giving us time on your birthday mate And probably Giving us time on your only day off In about the last What seven months or something like that That sounds a bit right mate Aye so there's quite a bit to get through tonight gentlemen As ever, it's never a quiet, meet, a quiet week when Rangers are concerned So we'll start off just re- re- kind of reviewing the, the last couple of fixtures that we've had So last Thursday Rangers beat Lake Poznan 2-0 Secured top of the group um, And entered Monday's draw as a seeded team for the Europa League last thirty two Goals from itton and Hadji and a much changed squad
2: What were your thoughts on that Ali? Hi, wait, we wait. wait talked about um the previous shows it was uh it was routine to me to be honest. It was like say that they had one chance in the first half that I can really remember back from that game. And after that we took full control in the game. It was um what did we make seven changes I think it was seven
1: changes,
2: yeah. Seven changes in total, but no, it was I routine's the word for it. Yeah, did you catch any of it David? Do you see the highlights?
0: Well, as you alluded to, mate, I was I was working, which is no change uh, recently. But yeah, I did, mate. I watched the highlights, so I spent some time looking at that. I think with Ali's covered it fairly succinctly. There, it was routine, and it's from our perspective, it's really impressive to be able to field almost a second strength eleven and just go out there and, and dominate the game in the manner we did. I think you'd alluded to it as well. Last week's got one chance for them early on, and then after that, straightforward. So, hey, all good.
1: Yeah, there wasn't wasn't very much of a, a game really. To be honest, it's what kind of the most routine European one I think I've ever seen Rangers do, which is pretty impressive considering the amount of changes that we made. So yeah, really tough for that. So we we'll move on to Sunday. So Rangers were playing Dundee United. Three points is all that mattered in this game, and it's three points what we got. We were never really in danger, as you say Me and Ali, we, we covered it really on the post-match um, If you'd like to hear a play-by-play By any of the two games, obviously just go back And check out our, our post-match reactions To the game, but I mean Obviously now, in hindsight We're recording this on Tuesday, we weren't really In danger at all, and I've, I've seen the highlights again And I think it was just One of them games where we're all Thinking that the slip-up's going to come, and it didn't come David, did you catch any of the highlights? You Any thoughts on the game? I did indeed mate, so sat and watched a bit of it today Obviously i known that I was coming on here And didn't want
0: to appear too much in Egypt Because of <laughs> the muck uh, I, I sat and watched it today As I say, I think on Sunday uh, I literally did no work the whole day Because I was checking my phone the entire time Because I was nervous I think that comes down to what we've experienced Perhaps over the last you know 10 years or, or thereabouts Ultimately haven't watched it today You know, With a twenty twenty hindsight Rangers were really, really comfortable in that game That goal we conceded, that boy had had pretty much one place that he could have put it, and he put it there, (laughs) you know, that way. So, other than that, we we didn't look in any danger. The problem is, just due to the sort of psychological blows we've had over the last few years, we were were probably expecting it to go wrong to some extent. This Rangers team don't look like they were expecting it to have gone wrong, and that's, for me, the big takeaway from this. We don't look like slipping up just now, even when the games get tough, so delighted.
1: Yeah, I, you're you're spot on, mate. I, like absolutely spot on. I think we all think we're going to slip up, and the slip up just doesn't seem to be coming. Exactly. Ali, you you can't yet. <laughs> oh, I
2: mean, my heart rate, my heart, my heart rate for every game's racing at the moment. But <laughs> that one in particular, it was. But it wasn't with the Rangers team. They they were composed. I mean, I, I did say they didn't have a lot of luck Rangers in that game in terms of front of goal. I mean, I mean, it could have been three, four, five, one to Rangers if you really look at the amount of chances Rangers had. But I think, I think at 2-1 with 10 minutes to go, I think Rangers kind of seen it. we probably weren't going to get another goal the way it was going and just thought, we'll do game management and see it out. And they did it fairly comfortably. You're always waiting, like we said in the previous show, you're always waiting for that one chance that Dundee United are going to get. And it never came. And look, looking back in the highlights um, the other night there, I think it was it was easy, an easy second half done. United hardly come across in the other half at all but no, like you say three points we're not going to win fancy football every week um, I'll take that all day long
1: Yeah, three points and we move on definitely so the biggest thing to obviously come from that is Morelos has been cited by the magnificent compliance officer that we have within Scottish football so it's a violent conduct charge early,
2: Is this correct? Yeah Obviously it was going to get fast tracked to Thursday. In fact, I think it's Claire White, isn't it? She's a compliance officer. I'm, I'm she yeah. I'm, she's retiring though, so she's going to, so she might as well have a go at us before she retires. <laughs> and I know she I know she's had employment with a mob on the other side of the city as well, but reading into the rules basic basically what it is is because the referee didn't see the elbow, he saw it as a kind of as a barge, he gave a yellow card for a barge in terms of a shoulder barge and even at that you'd think that's not really yellow so yeah. he's not seen the the elbow going to the player so that's why you're allowed to then go and sort of re-look at it but you can say how many times has it happened to other teams i.e. Scott Brown other other players on the other side of the city, right. it's because he's been a blue jersey, I mean we can all sit here, we all agree he should have been sent off, we did say yeah. it, he should have been sent off that's not what we're, mo- what we're moaning about here. It's, it's the rule. It's, the, it's They don't use the rule cor- correctly. Um, but Rangers have accepted two-match ban. It might be good for Morelos that he's out for two games, to be honest. But aye, we move on.
1: Yeah, David, thoughts on this farce? Um,
0: <laughs> Ali's. Covered it fairly succinctly there, you know, as he'd alluded to, there's there's been a precedent set in the last however many years the compliance officer's been in place. Generally speaking, as far as I could tell, if the referee claims to have seen the incident and dealt with it on the park, that was the end of it. That sounds very much like a workaround that they've somehow found all of a sudden. How many incidents have we seen over the last few years, as I say, whereby a player's led with an elbow or violent conduct off the ball or whatever, and the referee's maybe dealt with it on the park, and then all of a sudden the player walks scot-free? And that was a definitely intentional pun there. Um, <laughs> aye, as I say, it's frustrating. Listen, none of us is not. We've all said none of us are sitting here saying that Alfredo Morelos doesn't deserve a, a ban on the back of that. He 100 does. The the frustration, as we've as we've said, comes from the the sort of precedent being set, and then all of a sudden ignored now.
1: Yeah, it's um, again I agree with both of you. But as a red card, it's a daft, stupid mistake from Alfredo. I said it in the post match. It's Purely rush blood to the head. The bit that I, I don't like about the whole thing, really, is, as you just said, it's a barge, right? So he's seen something then, and if he's not seen it properly and he thinks it's a barge, then it basically means any any decision that's made by the referee and it becomes a booking that should have been a red card, he can just say, oh, well, I thought he only barged them. He didn't actually go over and lay them in the face. So it's just, it's a nonsense process, it doesn't make any sense and the quicker it's out of Scottish football, the best for everyone. Yeah, I do think it is because it is Alfredo Milaos and I do think it is because he's wearing a Rangers jersey, that's the bit that I'm annoyed about as you've said, not pissed off the fact that he, sh- he should be banned, he should have been sent off but it's the whole the whole mess that goes after it but as you said as well Ali, he could have made um, Gerard's decision quite easy to leave him out for a couple of games because I think it could kind of do him the kind of wilder good so we'll not spend the whole show on that the compliance officers a whole show among itself, to be fair. Aye. So we'll just round up the rest of the results regarding Rangers. And I've got to mention a fantastic five 0 win for the Rangers women team against Glasgow City. This is a fantastic result for them. Glasgow City have been dominating for a while now, but the Rangers team, the Rangers women team are really on a great run and it's moved them to the top of the league on goal difference. So could be could be two leagues this year, gentlemen. Two leagues. That'd be that'd not that? it? magic. So well done to them for that. So we'll move on to the draw for the last 32 of the Europa League. Rangers were drawn against Royal Antwerp from Belgium. Rangers have avoided teams like Salzburg, Real Sociedad, and what I think now is quite a quite a good draw for us. What was your initial thoughts on it, David, when you seen it? Well...
0: I think we've already beaten a better team From the Belgian league That was my that was my first thought And probably the most pertinent thought of the lot Had do we look at the league table there They're sitting sort of similar in points I think they're about 7th in the Belgian league If I'm not mistaken But I, I do believe from having read a wee bit I, I'd seen Alex Ray uh, posted something about it the other day Saying that it's, it's definitely a winnable tie for Rangers Not that we can say anything about the standard Of the Belgian league Clearly it's a good league um, Sort of potentially a similar standard to ours Give or take as or Celtic uh, but I think over the course of two ties Rangers will come through this and I think you'll see a sort of similar aggregate score to what we would have had against Liège
1: Yeah, I would doubt to agree with that Ali, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, no like you know I, I was uh, I was at Ibrox, um for lunch the other day and the draw was on when I was at Ibrooks, so we, we, we watched that there so it was good it was good to be back actually but no, I think it's a a very favourable draw for Rangers. You look at the teams who they could have got within there. You mentioned a few of the big hitters in there. I would say they're probably very similar to Standard Liège. Like David said, they're, they're sitting mid-table, seventh in the league. Very similar to Standard Liège. We'll come on to what Gerard said in the presser, but the, with the second leg being at Ibrooks as well, always thinks it's a bit of an advantage to, nice. if, in case of obviously the first leg we see what happens there But no it's, As long as Rangers don't go there complacent Which I don't think they will To be honest It's, it's a very winnable draw for Rangers yeah. But obviously we can Obviously I mean it's not till February Which is good I mean we can park it up now And deal with it then But it's um, No I was delighted with the draw
1: Yeah I did the whole usual I'll take that um, As soon as i seen the result come out Kind of like every um, Rangers fan probably did I'd imagine and there's going to be some big names getting put out in this round. I mean, Wolfsburg against Spurs, Real Sociedad against Man United, Benfica against Arsenal, Salzburg against Valerial. I mean, there's some big teams getting put out of that, to be fair, at this at this stage. And the way exactly. Arsenal and Man United are playing right now, you never fucking know what's going to happen with them. So it could have been a hell of a lot worse. I mean, they, even the, in terms of the travel time, the boring part, like, we only need to travel to Belgium. We're not going to Kiev or... Uzbekistan or whatever, whatever else we might be going, but it's it's a really favourable draw for Rangers, and I, I do fancy our chances. I'm not going to base it on purely the um, league position because I've seen a few reports as well that it kind of it's a false reading of what, what, what the quality team that they are. So we'll we'll wait and see where that. as just say we do. We'll pack it up now till till February, but I, I, it's a favourable draw for Rangers, and I, I do fancy our chances. Um, The ties are due to take place on Thursday the 18th of February and Thursday the 25th of February with the first leg being away in Belgium as you said Ali Um, There was some confusion over the kick-off times but the first leg is going to be 5-6 to and the second leg, the home leg, will be at 8 o'clock So yeah, bring it on So we'll move on today to the Rangers AGM 2020 So the shareholders were addressed virtually um, due to Covid by Chairman Douglas Park Managing Director Stuart Robertson Deputy Chairman John Bennett Director of Commercial and Marketing, James Bisgrove, Sporting Director, Ross Wilson, and of course, Manager, Stephen Gerrard. Now, I'm not going to go through absolutely everything because I'll be here for about an hour or something like that, just reading out statements. Obviously, they're all available on uh, the Rangers website, and most of the videos, I think, are now on the Rangers YouTube channel. And while well, you're on the Rangers YouTube channel, why not check out Club at 22 and subscribe to us as well? Just doing a wee plug you there. there on, just, you
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> thought that one up earlier and I thought, I'm fucking putting that in. That's quite good. No, so, no, you've got to be on it. Right? I, so I am a Stevie G fanboy and I've got no shame in hiding that. So I'll read you the majority of Stephen Gerrard's address to the, 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 the shareholders today. So Stephen Gerard said it is an absolute privilege to be in my third year as manager of this football club. I really understand the importance and the responsibility that comes with it and myself and my staff really look forward to a bright future. It was a very strange finish to the season due to COVID-19. There was a lot of frustration at the time, but it was also a time to reflect and analyse where we, we, we were as a group. A lot of hard work that went in during that time to think about answers and areas we could improve to try and get the club back to where it belongs as quickly as we can. It was very grateful to sign a new deal here until 2024 and the idea was to continue to move the club forward and to try and build something special for the team. Gerald made comment on the European campaigns and the recruitment before he ended with his short thoughts on the future. He said, We are pulling in the same direction and everyone wants success here. So everyone has got to do their role to do the best of to the best of their ability. But I think the relationships are very strong. Myself, the board, Ross All the shareholders, sponsors We are now on the same page And we are all desperate and craving success We are in a good place, we are moving forward And there's been progress But that is not enough at a club like this The most important the most important thing And the hardest bit is the last bit It is a very exciting time to be part of this club And we want to keep pushing Every single person involved at Rangers To, the, to play their part And to be successful Now I did watch all these videos today. Um, there was quite a lot to take in. The, you could tell that it was very much a there was a a meeting beforehand because they were all kind of using the same sort of phrases of speech. Uh, my biggest takes from it were the the kind of four pillars of business that the board the model. Or the Rangers are running on just now Seems to be happening And the the one club ethos That kind of came out of Ross Wilson yeah, I think he mentioned that a few times During his interview So I was quite happy with it To be fair I thought it was quite good I thought it was quite positive I mean it's a lot more positive Than some of the AGMs We've had to sit through In, a, in the, the not too distant past <laughs> So That was the winter uh, of our district 10 <laughs> Yes exactly. So David you were me earlier And saying that you'd caught up some of it What was your your take from the AGM?
0: Um, largely that there was nothing massively surprising as you kind of alluded to it, you know there, there's, there's certain buzzwords cutting about, I did notice there was a large focus as well on the phrase player trading, which makes me believe that in the next month to six months we're going to start to look you know, likes of Alfredo Morelos are more sellable assets. we're going to look to have them Moved on for a reasonable profit The other take from it was that Douglas Park is the most terrible speech giver I've ever seen in my life oh, <laughs>
1: uh, So <laughs> bad
0: <laughs> now, Someone who's obviously so fiercely like, competent In terms of business Reading off an auto cue just looking as though you've chatted yourself It's not a good look for a man yeah, of standard
1: yeah, J- Joking great. aside, what
0: he, had, what he had to say Was absolutely fantastic But um, yeah. flip that um, sort of What's the word I'm waiting for Put that up against uh, the speech or the conversation John Bennett had what a really, really intelligent bloke he is. He came across brilliantly. I don't know if you thought the same. I thought he seems to very real handle on the running of the club, the, where we are presently and the direction he's looking to push us in. There was a wee, as I say, a wee nod to the fact that we're going to need to get sustainable and get sustainable pretty soon because they've been putting money in for however many years and, and that's going to start to run dry at some point. It's no quite as bad as what the Celtic supporters would have you believe, but you know we're, we're going to need to look at some point over the next few years. I, I believe you lads had spoken about it last week with the the club eighteen seventy two situation and and whatnot. We're going to need to look at finding something which puts us in a, a sort of a firmer financial footing going forward. And and I thought that was all fairly common sense. I thought we I thought we kind of understood that that would be discussed and it was. So my takeaways from it were. Douglas Parts should never be allowed to speak publicly <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to stick anyone in front of the camera um, I, I, and that's pretty much it as I say, we're, we're going to be looking to move players on as well, I think that needs to be the model, you know that's how I act in clubs like that have got to European finals and semi-finals and won over the last 20 years is bring players through or sign them at a reasonable rate sell them on for a higher rate, that that needs to be the business model based upon the league buckling And so that that's what I took away from it
1: yeah, I would agree with that, and I think it is the whole the whole, the whole, cliché, the Ajax model of how you run a club. I mean, even the talk of this, the Juan Algaria, the, the young Colombian coming in as well, that's purely to replace Morelos, do you know what I mean? There's no way that that's not the, the end goal in that. So, yeah, I think player trading is one of the big ones. I would be expecting to see some players going just from the way they were talking. So, Ali, did you manage to catch much of it? Have you got any kind of initial thoughts on what
2: you've seen so far? To, to be honest, I've I've not managed to catch any of it on YouTube. I saw snippets on Twitter today when I had a, a wee swatch on my phone. Um, John Bennett, two numbers that he said was very important was number fifty five and number one hundred fifty, which are I, I quite like I got a wee smile from that one. And obviously, what David was touching on there and yourself about the about the four kind of points that were sort of he was going on in terms of. Like number one was like the fans. Season tickets is a major thing for Rangers. Two, obviously, the commercial department, Bizgrove in there has been massive for us this season in terms of commercial. I mean, every time I put my phone on, we are a partnership with somebody new every day. <laughs> I think the last one said I looked at to be honest, I'm losing track with them all. Yeah. Um, obviously, European football is a massive thing for Rangers. Yeah, I think that's us overtaking Celtic in terms of the the finances this season as well in terms of Europe. And obviously, like you just touched on there, player sales. I mean, I think the last player we sold for, which you could say a decent amount of money, was probably Josh Windass, which was I think two and a bit million, possibly slightly more. Um Yeah, it's not enough. And I know not it, that's, that's that's that. Think enough. about it. The,
0: the last the last sort of high value one was was Alan Hutton, and how many yeah, years ago was that? Two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, yeah. something like that. No, before yeah, then yeah. because. He wasn't there at
2: Manchester, was he? So, 2007, something in that region. So, no. Yeah, so, like, yeah. So, I mean, we we should be dealing... I mean, I don't want to talk about them on the other side of the city, but, I mean, you've seen what they've been doing for a while, trading down to Southampton all the time, right. big money. That That's what we should be doing as well, obviously. But we've not had the squad to do it. So, but now, like Dave King said not that long ago there, he valued the, the squad at, I like think he said, roughly 200 million. So we, we've got a lot of assets in that team Morelos is one that I reckon will go Camara, Aribo you can go through all the team Barisic, when I mean, you go through them all it's, it will, we will need to start selling I think because this, this this year is such an important year for us, that's the reason we've not sold anyone as of yet but yeah, possibly January somebody may go, but in the summer yeah, we'll definitely start to, to, to sell players
1: yeah, you made a very good point, as you say, there's like two and a half million for, for for Josh Windass. It's selling your, and I'm no by way saying that Josh Windass is worth a fortune or anything like that, but we were, we're selling assets for well below what they should be going for. and I think Rangers are getting very, very close to being at the point where we are going to be selling on players for the price that we believe that they're worth, not because we're in Scottish football or we're in the financial situation that we, we're in. I think the way it's been built, and I, I it's. I wish we could sign players and keep them forever. I mean, I wish the I wish players like Kamara were going to be here forever because I think he's fantastic. I wish Barishitz was going to be here forever, because I think he's fantastic. If they too shine at the Euros, there is no chance Rangers will keep hold of them. It's just not possible. But you can't you, you can't it's the world that we live in, it's the league that we live in. We can't really do anything about that. And if and that it makes and
2: our club sustainable, then yeah. And I would Carry say that, that that's how we attract a lot of these players, Joe Rebo's, and that, because mm. Joe Rebo's, he's been told you come to Rangers, you perform for two, three years, and you'll get a big move.
1: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how you get
2: these players.
0: You give them the platform Look at him Charlton to international football European football Within the space of a couple of months When he came to us And Lee Boyer had the cheek to say It was a crap move
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very much so As I say it's Even players like Alfredo Miles He knows fine well He was made well aware Of what Rangers could do for him And um, it might be a wee bit longer Than he thought it was going to be To be fair But It is That's the kind of club That we're becoming But If it wins us titles ah. I don't care Exactly don't mate care. Exactly And thanks very much Ellie for pissing All over my last wee bit That I was about to say About the two The two numbers mate That was fucking good Of you taking well, that, that Right exactly off me That off, was my sorry. wrap up For this bit mate <laughs> I, but, I yeah,
0: really You to the a conversation About that earlier on And
1: you told him And he thought You know what I'm going <laughs> to do I'm going <laughs> to You would like to Think we're that prepared mate. Be- well not that Not that prepared I, Mate ah. <laughs> But um. Yeah, so I mean the other the thing to touch on There was obviously talk about the Club 1872 And I say I don't want to get into the, the kind of politics of it And I'm going to do a shameless plug to another show But there is a an interview coming out on the Heart and Hand podcast On Thursday night, I believe it is And they have an interview with Laura Fox from Club 1872 So it'll be intriguing to see what's been said And what they ask Because David Edgar's not really shy in asking the questions I'm sure he'll ask what people want to get answered as well, though, I mean, there was the touch. People were saying that the board did fell out with Dave King and stuff. Douglas Park right at the start of his address today thanked Dave King. So it's, I think it was, and it wouldn't he didn't just thank him, he praised them. So I don't even think it's there's there's nothing really to to discuss there. I think it was just one of them paper talks if you like, social media talks if you like. I don't really think there's anything. Things in it, are going so. too
0: well. They need a story.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the way it feels. So. Before we move on, then Nels, you want to touch on with regarding AGM?
0: Uh, no, not really. I think we've covered it. I think Ali made a good point. that one person we never mentioned a great deal was James Bisgrove doing an absolutely fantastic job, thoroughly competent vote. And again, a pleasure to hear people like that being involved at our club because it's been solely lacking. So moving in the right direction. But I don't think there was any, as I said, any revelations we weren't expecting, boys. I don't know how you feel.
2: No, I agree, mate. I do agree. Ali. Yeah, no, I think we've covered it all. Like you say, I didn't catch it all today, so... No, that's I, did right. catch, I, just... I did catch that wee snippet that ruined it for you, but... <laughs> <That> prick. Um, <laughs>
1: but I, th- I think as well, these the, the people that are in charge now, these people that are in these positions within the board, they're buying into this, and I'm not sure how many of them are Rangers fans I know some of them obviously are I don't know if all of them are but they're buying into this they're buying into this the whole one club ethos and building Rangers back to where they need to be and these are the people that need to be in charge of our club these are the people that have to take us forward we can't put it down to people that are looking at it as purely for money I get that Rangers are a business I totally understand that and the point of it is to stay sustainable I totally understand that but at the end of the day it's not why we like Rangers. I don't like Rangers because they're a business. I like Rangers because it's my life. It's because it's I live and breathe it. That's why I do it. I am interested in the background of it. But at the end of the day, I only want shiny things waved at me at the end of the season. That's it. That's that's all I want. And I think that's I
0: can good point. on that. I think uh, one of one of the things I took away from today was as much as I'm interested in the AGM, I kinda of just wanted to get it over so we could start talking about football again. How good a position is that to be in?
1: You yeah. know, we, we've got so much in front of you It's it's brilliant, mate, honestly Yeah, it was like a distraction before um, the aye, AGM.
0: Aye. yeah, we,
1: and a, and a pleasant brought, one yeah. as well You know that way uh... So, yeah, no, as I say It's all good, as I say, everything's on the Rangers website And it'll be on the Rangers YouTube channel uh, So we will move on To a preview of the St Murray game tomorrow night uh, Wednesday night, and Ali, do you want to take us to the press conference today, mate?
2: Yeah, it was I'd imagine you guys seen the press conference as well. First thing he was asked, any injuries, which I don't like all the time to find out who it is. Ryan Jack is still out with this knee eight, injury. Eight, eight to ten, days, eight I know, to 10 days. I know, I know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it didn't, didn't sound good, to be fair, when he was pressed on it, Gerard. Somebody asked him later on about it. He said, I think he said something, that the injury is initially worse than they thought. And to me, it sounds like he's broken down in training again. Could He potentially could be at the Celtic game. I don't think it sounds that great, to be honest, in terms... He didn't give a date when he'd be back. So yeah. he's the only one we're missing. He was saying all the other guys are fit. Obviously, the only one, other one we're missing is Kat, which is a long-term injury. But, yeah, Ryan Jack was a slight worry because he's... Ryan Jack's Gerard's boy, and he did mention that. He always did wants him that, there. said that, didn't he? He always wants him there and he's a guy that I would want in the Old Firm as well. He just He's a guy you missing in that Rangers team.
0: Oh, Sorry to interject just a minute, mate. See, um, during the interview earlier on, Gerard did actually say that he expects that it won't be too long before Jack's back. I, I don't think he gave a date to say categorically that it would be before the Old Firm game, but the impression I got was that it's... See what you saying there, that potentially he's broke down. I think he went on to say, I don't think it was a breakdown in terms of training. I think that just... Initially, they'd maybe said, for example, we'd be out for a fortnight when they didn't correctly assess it It could be a three or four week injury. So, fingers crossed, mate, because as you say, a guy's a warrior. You want him in there for that old firm
2: game. Yeah. No, I I hope he's back as soon as possible. I just got a wee slight worry that it could be slightly longer, but we'll see what happens. But... He was also, um, also had to talk about Tav again. He's probably sick of talking about <laughs> Tav all the time. He said about his leadership, um I couldn't praise him enough. He also mentioned a lot of the other guys in the team that helped Tav your Goldsons, your Arfields, Davis, all through the team. And he was also asked about um Gerard Hooley, obviously, who sadly passed away this week. And it's I've never seen Gerard like this in an interview. I actually got to him when the guy asked him, he actually looked really emotional. I've never seen him like that, Gerard. He's usually yeah. quite poker faced, Gerard, in an interview, doesn't give much away, but he showed he showed emotion there. Um I really felt for him because he's obviously I think he's a kind of father figure who lay to him. He brought him in as a youth at Liverpool. Um he said he was a massive part in his his career. Um, big part in his life as well. And he was, he was, he says it's going to take him a long time to go over this. And it's the first time I've seen Gerard look, he looked really upset. Um, I actually, th- at one point, I actually thought he, if he could hold it together in the press conference. And he, I mean, yeah. he did, he did. But no, obviously, great admiration for Gerard Tully and that's, it's And it's sad for. It's sad, the guy he's 73, I think he had health problems, but yeah, it's, it's a sad one. But um, yes, yeah, so he, he touched on that. He was also asked about um, Morelos' form again, which they constantly like having a go. I think they're always wanting to get it. Like I said the other week, a, a soundbite out about Morelos, something negative, but he's, he's too wise to say something stupid about that. So, he basically said what he said previously about Morelos, that overall, although he's not scoring goals, he's been He's been told like we all know to play a different role in this Rangers team this year. He's a team player this year. And um that's what he basically said about Morelos. Also President Mirren, they've went nine games unbeaten, says it'll be a tough game. They're a well organised team. And he was also asked about the European draw. Again, said he was proud to be in a draw, proud to see Rangers there. And um it'll be a hard tie, but he did say having the, the home ties, the second leg would be a would be a benefit to us, but yeah, that was that was as much as Gerard said in, in the press interview.
1: Yeah, I think it was quite. I was quite kind of took back by his emotion that he showed as well. You you very really see Gerard showing that kind of emotion. Obviously, we've seen the outburst after the old firm, uh at Parkhead, but you very really see that kind of emotion kind of come out of him. Um, obviously, I don't think this is going to get anywhere near anybody that's related to Gerard Hooley but we do pass on obviously condolences to his family, obviously it was a big part in Stephen Gerrard's life and probably made Stephen Gerrard who he is today so we have to we have to appreciate him for that. David, you catch a press conference you take anything else from it really? Not particularly, uh, again coming back
0: to what Ali mentioned there, this insistence of the press in trying to get something out in, in relation to Morelos, to me Going back to what I said earlier, that shows you that things are going so well that they're having to pick up on absolute nonsense, just hoping for a sound bite, hoping for a headline. Gerard, just far too much class for them, you know, and it's always the same ones as well. You you boys are obviously doing this week in, week out at the minute. You're listening to every press conference it's always the same idiot journalists asking the same stupid fucking questions. Gerard's Gerard too too bright for them, you know that way he can, he can see around it my, my take from it is that he's happy with his, his contribution even if he's not scoring because he's dropping deep he's allowing space you know that way so he's dropping into a 10 position allowing people to get beyond him the wee man's done fantastic all on Sunday where he lost the rag so he'll it, it'll, it'll get back to scoring and it'll be
1: fine yeah definitely so I agree I mean I, the way Stephen Gerrard handles the media is absolutely amazing to watch and even in his come back touching back on his video for the AGM as well, he wasn't using an auto cue, he was just speaking his mind and just talking aye, and it's just it's so good to watch. He's like aye. he's a proper It's turning into a proper Ranger's manager right aye, now. Aye. Aye, it's amazing it. to watch. So it was Joe Aribo that joined Gerard. Did Aribo give us anything to go yes. on? <laughs> Not he's really, a, I know. He's, he's, I've, I've taken you, take you, take you down a cul-de-sac there, mate. He's, a,
2: <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> he's a funny guy, Joe Aribo. He's um he's very, very softly spoken, Joe Aribo. He's very softly spoken and I don't know if he's nervous in front of a camera. I don't know if he is. I just think he's very softly spoken and doesn't give much away, but nah, I like to I love Joe Aribo. I think he's outstanding Joe Aribo. I mean he can keep a ball in a telephone box off someday. It's unbelievable. But I mean he was asked. He said he was glad to be back playing football again. Obviously he's been out he was out for a wee while at the beginning of the season. It's good to see him back. They asked him about St Mirren, said he'd be ready for it. He did say that we take one game at a time, Rangers. We don't look ahead all the time, it's just one game at a time. Asked him about Tav's goal. He said it looked amazing from where he was in the park. And obviously they asked him about the last 32 draw, which he says you look forward to. Um, but obviously it's, it's further down the line, as it was, as I said. They take one game at a time. They did ask him, do you prefer playing in the front three or the midfield three? I don't think he's that bothered when he plays. He just wants to play for Rangers. He said sometimes he prefers playing in the midfield three so he can kind of look deep and drop and go, but he's not that bothered. But, nah, he's a, he's a funny guy, Joe <laughs> he's For such a big guy and stuff, he's just so softly spoken. But he's... Um, nah, I love Joe Arribo. And he'll be playing tomorrow night, obviously, because he was in the presser, but we obviously will give our teams in a minute. But right, he didn't give, didn't give too much of me, Joe <laughs>
0: Uh, he strikes me as a kind of nervous guy, Alice. See what you said earlier. I think that's the way he is. I, don't, I, I would assume you both follow him on social media. He seems like yeah. a deeply religious kind of guy, you know, and I think he's maybe just not one that likes to be centre of attention, and, and that's fair enough, as long as he's doing it on the park, you know what I mean? But the, the, the boys really need to think about it. siting them forward for press conferences in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
1: zero no, I had nothing. <laughs> you really didn't have nothing. I just say, me. I've handed you that one. I was, I was half tempted to just not mention the Aribo thing at all. But because you stole my wee thing from the AGM, mate, the numbers, I, I thought, have. I you can have Drew Aribo's press conference. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree. I think I think Aribo's a fantastic player. He's a a real great player. But he, he seems like a very, 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 very quiet man. Very calm man. Do you know what I mean? Even when he plays football, he seems very calm. You very yeah. rarely see him kind of getting agitated at all. So. Yeah, we'll move on then to our uh, 11s. Now, since we started this podcast, Ali, I've not got one correct yet, I don't think. Eleven. Uh, I don't think I've got one correct. I'm, so... I don't think so. But right. I'll go with what I think it's going to be. Okay. Okay. So, McLaughlin, Tav, Golton, Hollander, Barisic, Zungu, Kamara, Aribo, Kent, Itton and Roof.
2: I'm similar. Right. I'll, I'll give you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm the same back line. I'm, I'm McLaughlin, Tab, Goldson, Holanda, Barisic. My midfield three is Arfield, Zungu, Aribo, and then I've got Roof, Kent, and Itton reading the line. And I had Itten in before even a new Morelos was um, suspended to.
1: Yeah. David, any differences on that, do you think? Uh, right, so from
0: the top, well, a couple of differences. So I'll go McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Holanda, I think Calvin Bassi will play at left-back tomorrow night. I think we'll see Brungu holding midfield, Arfield and Aribo. so I'll agree with you in there, Ali. Uh, Itton leading the line, and I think you'll see, no, that's where I think you'll see a bit of change. I think we'll see Ryan Kent and Yanis Hadji play. Oh, interesting. Can I just say
2: something just on Hadji? There's been a wee bit of speculation about Hadji in terms of transfers. I've seen online. Right. I've, seen, I've seen he's been uh, people. He's been linked with possibly loans away. I have seen some Doria were interested in him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is he a player? If somebody came in with money for us, you would um, you would punt? No, I don't
1: think he's going. I think with the money, that, I think the hassle that we got to get him. Um, I, I don't see him going. Th- I could see a loan. I I think I could definitely see a loan, but I don't think there'd be an option to buy it. I've just seen a
2: lot, just seen a lot on Twitter in the last couple of days, and I just, I just wonder, obviously, where it it came from. I think he's for the
1: future again. I think he's a Ryan Kent replacement. Uh, Like when Ryan Kent goes for money, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see him as. I I don't see him being sold. Maybe a loan, yeah, but I don't see him being sold. David, See, I I would differ there. I don't think he goes anywhere this
0: season. Um, the reason being there's no great need for him to move on, you know, unless the players absolutely demanding it, which which I don't think like he will be. Mm-hmm. That guy gives you if he's on the park, he gives you something, he gives you an assist. Start. Now he might have an absolutely crap game and ping a ball through that gets you a goal out of nowhere. He he sees passes that no one else does. And for that reason, you know, I don't think we've got Anyone without range of passing, it's certainly in the in the sort of final third. So for me, it wouldn't be going anywhere because I think when games are stuffy, that guy can just pull something out of the bag that, that not many others can. So I wouldn't move him on.
1: Want to watch? Would you? Would you let him? You didn't ever have your opinion, Ali. What do no, you think?
2: I, I would let him go. I mean, I've I've said in this previously. He's he's way down the pecking order now, Hadji. I mean, he's he's fallen right down the pecking order. But I mean, we've mentioned and I've, I've said the word before. He's a moments player on yeah. this show. Um, I think he's one of these players, like I've said before, like a Joe Aribo Is he might blossom next year when he's been here the full season? Uh, he get when I mean, he gets when he comes on in the in, um, games here he gets kicked all the time. <laughs> he's he's quite lightweight Hadji, but no, I I would keep hold of him. It's just I've just seen a lot. There was a lot of paper talk about him, and I just it was I've never I've not seen that about Hadji so far. So it was just something something to sort of keep an eye on the next
1: month or yeah. so. Definitely want to watch mate. As I say He won't be the first one That's linked to a move away I'm I'm pretty sure of that Because we're flying at the moment So I just I think Everybody will get a link To a move away I would I would imagine So Score predictions Ali No, in fact Hang on David you're our guest You can go first mate um, Really tight tomorrow
0: Really tight I don't know if you know this Here's a bit of interesting trivia for you But I know Jim Goodwin I worked with him for a wee bit um, And he's a die hard man as well So he's, he's definitely not going to Take it easy on us. Mum so are really, really organised. I don't know if you've looked into their form, gents. I would presume you have. You know, I think that's about six or seven undefeated. I think tomorrow night will be two nil. I don't think we'll concede, but I think
2: it'd be really hard for Ali Davies basically said, what "I was <laughs> going to say that." Be honest. <laughs>
0: it's
2: <laughs> Actually, one of my customers at work that I deal with in Ireland his pal's Jim Goodwin so has go, <laughs> another link as well but see St Mirren St Mirren's one of these teams when was the last time we actually done St Mirren they're one of these teams that we actually never score a lot of goals against and I had 2-0 as well to be honest tomorrow, that's why I had 2-0 I can't see us scoring a lot of goals I mean I hope Rangers prove me wrong but just going by previous games against Sitmurin, they're a well-drilled, well-organised team. And um I, I I thought 2-0 as well, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I I had two as well. Um I had two nil. I'll go for 3-0 just to be different. And it means if I'm right, I can gloat. But I'll go for I'll go for 3-0 just to be different. But I probably wouldn't put money on 3-0 to be fair, I'd probably put money on 2 Um so yeah, see if we're going to have links With people that run football teams Can it not be Tim's? Can we not get oh, somebody that's sorry, You know, here, here's the thing oh, Jim, Jim's a cracking guy I can't even
0: yeah. say football He was a lovely fucking guy You, know, yeah. you rem- Do you remember him as a player?
1: No, no, I don't think so He was a
0: fucking arsehole He was getting sent off He, Aye, was, a a guy. he was an absolute fucking prick Just, just in about your mints for 90 minutes <laughs> he has the parts. What a fucking lovely guy Just a really, really nice guy Can't even say anything about him You know what I mean? Just a, a genuinely decent bloke.
1: So, I but just, just try and get in touch with ex-Rangers like, or something like that. Come on. So, <laughs> uh, I'm with, with Alfie Con, but he was a half oh, uh, uh,
0: He's a half-Celtic <laughs>
1: man as well, was not he?
0: Uh, did you play for
1: them? Oh, okay, so uh, I uh, will leave that there before I get took off, uh, before we no. even started, man. Um, uh, like yes. Fun. So, uh, Rangers kick off tomorrow night. It's 8 o'clock, I think, tomorrow night, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's 8 o'clock. Ah, and on eight, it's 8 day, yeah. Premier bloody sports. (laughs) So we'll move on to kind of social media parts, social media best bits, if you like. Um, Now, I'll go first. I'm quite happy to go first. So this is for Stevie Soonis on Twitter. What a name that is. Um, So it's a video of the guy who showed up with the banner at Celtic Park to support Neil Lennon, not to criticise him. So he's got a big speech on the banner, something about... Twenty years of service, and he's took twenty years of abuse, and that's a choice word to use when you're standing outside Celtic Park is abuse. Yeah. Um, all that nonsense that's on it, and he's obviously get his face covered up so you can't see who it actually is. And then the wee video zooms in, and he's standing there with odd shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Celtic
0: Celtic fan thing ever. Uh, that reminds me I- of. Sorry, on you go. So the up? guy that's
1: there to support New learning, he's standing there, I and mean, it's the guy who's wearing the odd shoes. It really sums it up, doesn't it? it sums it up.
0: Right,
1: that's superb. What are you going to <laughs> say? Remind you of what?
0: Rem- remember the incident Celtic were playing, I-, I believe it was at a league or Scottish Cup away somewhere, and the guy's walking down the street with a full Celtic shirt on and having shat himself at the back with a clearly visible shit. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> Just remain puts me in mind that that kind of thing, man. There's always that element of their support. Most of them are absolutely brand new, but there's always that that one percent that just thoroughly let them down.
2: Definitely. Ali, uh, you seen in? That that was a good one. But you reminded me of that one. <laughs> I remember looking and His shoes were his shoes were shite as well. He didn't he pick two great shoes. <laughs> no, 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 it's not as if he was on two Adidas trainers. It's like two shoes he picked up here. Fucking God knows where. Well. Shoes on that place is
1: that what it's called. Shoes on. Oh, no. How was how was the spelling incidentally, Scott? Because I've not seen that one. I
0: remember the BORED last week
1: to be fair mate it was not it wasn't that bad I don't think it was alright he's obviously got somebody else to write it for him do you know what I mean but... uh, sort, of, sort of well
0: educated vagrant yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well done,
2: mate. Oh, he's fucking I'm not oh, yeah. right. I, I, there's not as much I mean going by the previous I weeks I mean last week was oh yeah yeah. I pick last week I mean I picked Tommy Sheridan last week which I thought was a I love, I love when he gets Every really beat by them Oh, that's brilliant It's because they've won two games But that's why You know, that's him on the charge That's him going
0: to win that's the league funny. again
2: eh? Yeah, well, I mean, I've got I've got the, the theory That Celtic actually put him out I think they phoned Tommy Sheridan And go, right, Tommy, we need you to rouse the troops up again <laughs> So they send him out But In fact, the, the first game, Super Scoreboard They'll say after the Kilmarnock game Came on and said, 10 the Rose back on So God, there you I go. I, was, I wasn't surprised at that straight away. <laughs> so, that was, a good. but nah. the only one I've really seen this week, and um, if I was CJ Novo that, that put it on his Twitter, obviously there's the pictures of Jackie McNamara doing the rounds all the time of it stuff. That isn't he great? So it's a picture of him and Tab's free kick, and it's him saying it wasn't even a good free kick. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. So yeah, gentlemen, that'll. That'll do is for tonight. I'm kind of cautious on time If we've run a wee bit longer just due to probably the AGM taking up most of our time. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, if you've liked what you've heard and you'd like to support us grow, please like, subscribe, and share any way you can. And if where you're listening you can leave a comment or you can rate us, please do so. And get in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, just search Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will pop up. Uh, we'd really love to hear from you. So just thank me to thank my guests. Ali, thank you as always, mate.
2: Ah, it was good. I'm looking forward to Wednesday night. So hopefully we'll go into the next round of the Cup and then a win on a, a three o'clock on a Saturday as well, which I'm looking forward beautiful, to a couple of beers with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, and David, thank you very much for a solid debut, mate, and giving your, giving us your time on your birthday. I wouldn't
0: want to be anywhere else, mate. This has been a tremendous experience. I'm presently tumescent. So that's all good, mate.
1: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Good, mate. Hopefully I'll have you on again soon, mate, when you get an hard day off your work, eh? yeah. talk about January then. Good.: <laughs> <laughs> So we are Club at twenty two the Rangers podcast and we will speak to you again next time. Cheers.
0: Podcast Network.